What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Ciao, motherfuckers! And Justin, the Russian concussion mascaro. Good morning. I was just about to say, you've been slacking on your uh, your, your intros <laughs> the last few few weeks. That used to be, uh, people used to wait around to hear what you're going to say. I was listening back to some of the older episodes, and they were out there. They're some fucking <laughs> off-the-wall shit. Um, all right, episode 112 of Big Easy Bets. We are back from the final four. We were there in person in the dome. At least me and Nick were, and we are. I'm tired, dude. I didn't go to bed till like two thirty. That's why I texted Jaws. Like, we got to push back to eleven. I was struggling. Yeah, but you got up. Did you run your eight miles? No, I worked out. No, okay. I did weights. Um, I got to run it after this. Yep. So we put all of our picks out on the Instagram page, but. Let's see what we did on the podcast. I added one more. I added the first half under in Kansas and Nova, and that was a bad uh, a bad decision. But we all cashed in on Kansas, minus four and a half. Um, so that's the game we started it off with, Kansas and Nova. And um, immediately, well, one, you could feel the electricity in the air. It was awesome. It was one of the coolest experiences that I feel like I've had. To be in the Superdome for something other than a Saints game is unusual for me. So that was very cool to see. The setup was cool. Uh, you said you felt like it was going to be tougher to see. Like I felt like we were a little ways away, but the angle we were at, you could see everything. And I mean, I just thought like it was gonna um, look like a little bit further away. Yeah. No. Yeah. It really wasn't bad. We were row thirteen. We're in the nosebleeds, the up, upper section, but row thirteen, and really, really not bad at all. The tickets I have for Monday are going to be sick. Um, much closer, middle row, row eight, right in the middle. It's going to be fantastic um but yeah so right when we get there it got started off um to an interesting interesting start with the people sitting right in front of us where game tips off and literally not we're two and a half minutes into the game what did i say i clapped my hands and said good defense yeah i clapped my hands and say good defense there's three guys and a girl in front of us and they're villanova fans this girl was clearly needed to drink a water. She was fucked up. Turns around. She goes, I'll punch you in your face. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> she said, I'll punch you in your face. I said, I looked at the clock. I th- I'm pretty sure that's exactly what I said. I said, we're not even two and a half minutes into the game. And this is what we're doing. And then so her boyfriend, who's a bitch, is sitting right next to her. Turns. And I'm thinking he's going to like check her and be like, shut the fuck up. Turns and goes, she will. And then turns back. I was like, like, I felt like, that's what I said. I felt like Chris Rock at the Oscars. Like I just got slapped across the face and like he, cause Chris Rock was like, he was about to say something and light them the fuck up. That's what I was so close. I was so close to saying something, but in my head, I'm like, dude, we paid so much money for these tickets, overpaid for these tickets at that. And then we're not even at the fucking first media timeout, you dumb whore. And, and already like, so I had, I had gum in my mouth. I was chewing that good dude. It was like a fucking powder. I was fuck, my adrenaline was going so bad. And like my ego saying like, I need to tell this guy you're going to get fucked up because of what she's saying. And I just sat there and didn't say anything, just waited. And like, 
Uh, like if they would have said another thing, luckily she didn't say another word to me. But if she would have, I would have fucking freaked out. But it like fucked up like the first eight minutes of the game for oh, me. I, bet, yeah. I was I was fucking fuming, <laughs> dude. I mean, you said your adrenaline was going too. Yeah, well, in my head, I'm thinking, and you'll be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like, and, and so I felt it was a tough spot because one, this bitch is like four foot five, like short as shit, small as fuck. It's like I could knock your head off your shoulders if you really wanted to get crazy. But out of respect for her being a woman, I didn't say anything back. I'm expecting the guy, like if Lindsay would ever said that, she never would in a million fucking years. But if she would have said something like that to another guy, I'd been like, shut the fuck yeah. up. Like, what are you doing? You're not going to do shit. And then I'm going to have to do shit <laughs> on your behalf that I was fully expecting the guy to say that. And he turns around and goes, she will. It's like, okay, so you're going to let your girlfriend get fucking killed? Yeah. Like, okay. Um, but this bitch was a menace to society, dude. A menace to society. Me and Nick watched her come up the wrong section because she was too drunk. So she's a section over looking around with nachos in her hand, <laughs> trying to fucking find where they're at. Turns around, there's an old guy with nachos in his hand. She ta she grabs a nacho out of his box and eats it and walks off. And I watch the guy's reaction. He's like, what the fuck? Like looking at a person he's with, like shaking his oh head like, God. what? I'm like, this bitch is fucking ruthless, dude. <laughs> you had nachos in your hand. You said, I want to eat his nachos? Then they come back and um, guy sitting next to us, black guy, super nice friendly with everybody duke fan waiting for the duke game to start looks at him and goes i just want to let you know we're bigoted i was like what the fuck <laughs> i said what the fuck did you drink like and she goes and black lives matters bullshit oh i was like God. what the fuck is going on dude and nobody told her shit there's three guys with her nobody said shit bunch of fucking pussies dude letting this bitch just say whatever the fuck she wants yeah and like but even before that when the uh guy was sitting next to him yeah like because the girl was sitting in between two of her friends one was her boyfriend yeah so there was the guy was sitting next to the black guy and early in the game like she was leaning over like saying i'm apologizing ahead of time if he says anything that offends you yeah like, bitch. i guess he might say something racist <laughs> yeah no and it's like but you're saying all the offensive shit yeah that dude was fucking basically fucking this dude the whole night he kept dapping him up every fucking play that duke made I'm like, good God, are you just trying to say, hey, bro, we're not racist. Like, <laughs> you're trying to fucking fool everybody? And they that's what they kept saying. So they're like, we don't even know where Kansas is. It's like, bro, nobody knows where Villanova is. Yeah, yeah. I really don't know. Can't, it's in Philadelphia, but it's like you wouldn't fucking know it because it's called Villanova. Kansas is called Kansas, you dumb motherfucker. Where do you think they're at? <laughs> I knew Temple was um in Philadelphia. Yeah. And I knew the school that was formerly known Bill as Thomas Cosby. Jefferson's. Temple, uh, Bill Cosby. Thomas Jefferson University was in uh I didn't know that. In Philadelphia, but yeah, I didn't know Villanova. Well, that's a little bit more. I mean, yeah, how do you know? Yeah. Well, Thomas Jefferson <laughs> University? I forget. Heck. I think they uh they joined forces with another school, so they're not even called that anymore. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but they're like they're talking shit to these little kids that were Kansas fans. So this whole family was like a family of five. Um mom, dad, sister, and then two the two boys, and they're like probably nine or ten decked out in Kansas gear, fucking dancing at the intermissions and shit. This kid, this one kid's fucking ruthless and is like eyeballing them every time Kansas makes a play. <laughs> and he's got this high-pitched voice and he's screaming, ah, every time they fucking score. Well, he's like talking shit to this kid. He said something like, I'm going to beat the shit out of your kids. Like he wasn't <laughs> being serious. He was joking, but 
there was another Villanova fan that kept getting on them for cursing around the kids. And because this one dude, he's like, we're, he's like, fuck that. We're getting spread open right now. And he's like, dude, and the other guy's like, buddy, he's like, make us look good. He's like, stop cursing in front of the kids. And, um, and he said something like, we fucking suck. And the kid's like, you know who doesn't suck? Kansas. <laughs> and like shows him his jersey. Um, but so then that wasn't even the end of it. They start like talking shit. One sec, just on the other side of the stairs, to the, there's a group of Kansas fans. They start talking shit to them. They're like flip, flipping them off and all of that. And the Kansas fans are just lighting them up. Like, I'm like, you have you have no ammunition. You can't yeah. win. You just got you just got killed. Well, the girl goes walking over there and like saying she's gonna smack him in the face. And you remember she like walked in. Yeah, the, I remember. Well, once she walked around to like lean up to where they're sitting and was like i'm like what is this bitch gonna do dude i mean she's gonna get like fucking decapitated on bourbon street and um their one their other friend was like if i see any kansas fans talking shit i'm we're getting in a fight tonight and i was like brother enjoy orleans paris prison you fucking idiot <laughs> they have tickets to monday it's like you won't be there won't see you there yep. but i was i couldn't believe it i was like the fact that nobody checked that dumb whore like shut the fuck up i it, I said good defense because I have the under, you stupid cunt. <laughs> I want your team to play good defense, too, and they didn't. They fucking let Kansas shoot 68% from the field. That's why you wasted money on a Monday ticket, and now you can't sell it because the resale value went down because Duke lost, you dumb bitch. The funniest part is, oh, and by the way, Black Lives Matter is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you, what? I was like, that's so unwarranted. Like, you were at a basketball game. This she kept saying something. She was like, "Let's go Auburn." I'm like, "Go fucking somewhere else, dude. Go somewhere else." She said that twice. Like, where do you see Auburn? You dumb fucking idiot. I was like, in that like that. Those are those are the people that flock to Bourbon Street. That's why none of yeah. the locals go to Bourbon Street because it's a bunch of dumbass morons out there that are fucking retarded, and it's like. They're going to be the ones, I think you either you said it and somebody said it, they're going to be the ones that talk shit about New Orleans. Like, New Orleans is a shithole. Like, no, you made it a shithole because you were fucking probably throwing up all over the street. Like, <laughs> yeah. you dumb bitch. I hope y'all have a fucking horrible flight home. I hope it gets delayed five times, and then I hope it gets canceled outright and you have to drive and take a rental car, and I hope the rental car gets four flat tires and you're stuck on the road, and then you get abducted, you dumb whore. <laughs> Oh, I was furious, dude. I'm like, because literally, I said nothing. The people sitting next to me were like, "What? What was that?" And I was like, "I said good defense." Like, but I was, I was about to say, I was about to be like, "Fucking do it. Go ahead, punch me. Then try to punch me. It's like I'll break your fucking little bri <laughs> brittle fucking hands right in front of your face." But that's why I'm like, I can't hit a girl. Nick's like, I'd punch that bitch. Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But it's like, yeah, I would love to see you get up and try to actually legitimately swing. It's like, one, I'm up higher than you. You're already four foot two. It's like, I'll kick your fucking head off your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, oh, God. But it, uh, it took me a couple minutes to settle back in. And then after that, I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm straight. Um, Nick, the dude actually started talking to Nick, the girl's boyfriend. You could tell, like, he's just playing damage control for her. She's just fucking walking around fucking shit up everywhere she goes. So he plays damage control. He was talking to Nick, and it seemed like he was fine. Like, wasn't, like, that bad of a dude. But then, like, he came back, and at one point he, like, meant, said something to me, but, like, not, like, confrontational, like, almost, like, wanted to strike up a conversation. I'm just like, fucking, dude, I have zero respect for you. You can go fuck yourself. I'm not even going to humor a conversation with you. Like, you could drop dead. I wouldn't give a fucking <laughs> care in the world. Um, 
But yeah, anyway, needless to say, oh, and he, in the national anthem, he's like screaming out, go cats at like the time that when you don't scream anything in the national anthem, that's why I was like, told Nick, I was like, just fucking jinxed it. I was literally about to tell him like, you you just jinxed yourself. Like, um, but yeah, after they talk shit, Nick was like, now they're going to lose by 20, uh, which they damn near did. So Kansas four and a half all across the board. We all had it and we all covered. So Kansas wins relatively easily. Wasn't close. David McCormick played an incredible game. Abaji is out of his slump. I think that's safe to say. Uh, Remy Martin didn't show up. Didn't show up. We were hoping Remy Remy Martin was going to show up a little bit more. Um, I had Caleb Daniels over two and a half three point shots. He had two, and then he had he was two for seven. He had five. Fucking go halfway in the in halfway in and out. Um. But, yeah, I had the first half under and the full game under. Neither one hit. Justin, you were also on the full game under. Kansas shot like 68%, and then Villanova shot like 45% from the three-point line. So it's like, okay, well, that, yep. that kills that. Um, But Nick didn't take any point totals. You were just on the spreads. So um, you had a you had a good, a good go. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that was the appetizer of the night, obviously followed by the, uh, the main course was Duke and North Carolina, and you could just feel the energy change whenever that game was getting ready to go. Like, it was it was electric for Kansas and Nova, but when Coach K came on the court, and there's bad blood there. They One, Duke didn't shake hands after the game again, but they the coaching staff snubbed Hubert Davis in the first or the second of the three matchups at Cameron on uh, Coach K's last home game. They snubbed them on the handshakes there. So there's some bad blood. Obviously, it's a huge rivalry, but it's like there should be respect between the coaches. It's yeah. like like he was walking in the handshake line going to shake hands, and they just walked right past him. It's like, okay, you left him with his fucking hand out. Like, you're a bitch. Um, but, yeah, as soon as they touch the court, I mean, it's it's electric at that point. I don't know who was performing. I'm pretty sure that was Khalid. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was. But he didn't play the one song that everyone knows by Khalid, to send me your location. You know what I'm talking about? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Send me your location. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's him. I'm pretty sure that was I him. I know DJ Khalid, but I don't know. That's Khaled. I don't know. That's regular <laughs> yeah. Khalid. Yeah, DJ Khaled. Um, but, yeah, so North Carolina plus four. Me and Nick were on it. Justin was on Duke minus four. Originally, I was – that's what I'm saying. I can't, I, can't even, I can't even pretend. My head was telling me Duke minus four. I've really I've liked North Carolina for a long time. I was on Duke. I mean, I was on North Carolina in that last home game at uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium. I was on North Carolina. They they ran them out the building. I was so close to taking North Carolina fifty to one odds before they played the Baylor game in the second round. Didn't do it. Kicking myself. I do have a six to one um, futures bet on North Carolina that I placed before the Elite Eight. I think it was. Um, but yeah, fifty to one would have been really nice. So that's why I said my heart's like. I would love to take North Carolina because they play such a – they've got so many different guys and just an exciting brand of basketball. But I'm not even going to lie. My head said Duke minus four in the under. Seemed like the bet, um, which is what you were on, Justin. So I felt like that was definitely the way to go. Luckily, Nick talked me out of that. Um, but that's what I said. If you're going to take Carolina, you got to take the over. Yeah. So you got to if you, if you think it's Duke, then the under was the bet, in my opinion. But if you think Carolina's going to make it a game one, it's a plus four point spread. Overtime's always going to be in play, which it was. Um, and then they're going to have to keep up with Duke because Duke moves so fast. Carol, Carolina's going to have to score to hang in there with them. So it was back and forth to start. 
RJ Davis is incredible. RJ Davis kept them in that fucking game. They had 26 total points as a team. I think he had 12 of them at one point to start. And then, um, and then Caleb love just so, so we found, that's why we were talking. There was two and a half minutes left in the half. Duke was up six. I was like, this is the most critical point so far, obviously. And you were saying, yeah, this is, there's like one or two different points throughout a game where you're like, this is going to determine the outcome of the game. So six point lead. I think Duke even had the ball two and a half minutes to go. That decides one momentum going into the half, but Duke can either stretch the lead. They could make it double digits going into the half or North Carolina can counter punch and get back into the game. And that's what they did. Um, they ended up tying it up, but then I think they were down three uh, late shot by Duke. So they go into the half. Carolina's down three, but it was a really good counterpunch by the Tar Heels to get back into the game. Come out in the second half, and it was fucking Caleb Love show. That dude's incredible. Oh yeah, yes. He he's like he, it's like he's you got to live with those bad shots. He's gonna throw up those shots where he airballs them, but then he's gonna rail like two or three step back three pointers mm-hmm. and and get in the middle of the lane and do some circus layups and shit. Um, I bet over two and a half Brady Manic threes. He had none in the first half. He had three in the second half. And that last one was electric. That was fantastic. <laughs> we're surrounded by Duke fans, so we're behind enemy lines. Um, and so actually, Lindsey won our bracket challenge of about 100 people. So when Carolina beat Duke, she in turn wins the whole thing, wins about $2,600. Um, yes, I signed off on the bracket before she placed it, but who's keeping track of that, you know? I had nothing to do with it if you ask her. She said, does that look good? I said, yep, that looks good, and signed, gave it the uh, last year's winner stamp of approval, and what do you know? Uh, in this household, we have back-to-back winners, but I get no credit. Um, but, yeah, Brady Manick, over two-and-a-half threes. We're surrounded by Duke fans, so we were, we were playing the Duke side, I guess, but really secretly it was like I kind of want North Carolina to win too. Um, and then when Manick hits the three, I'm like, fuck yes. Like, dude, I was so happy. And, like, I look over to my right and the, the lady's like, looking at me like we've been on duke's side the whole time and then the yeah. biggest north carolina shot of the game were like yes <laughs> so they were confused um but yeah so obviously the biggest like what the hell was the trevor keels layup they call on the floor which you and i both agreed seemed like the right call if you it's a kind of a shitty rule because it was it's very close he left foot on plants and then he's going up with the layup right as that left foot plants he fouls him and then he goes up with the layup like he doesn't take another step I don't think so it's kind of iffy um but I don't think it's really going to be a controversial thing I just think it's kind of a questionable rule in the NBA that's 100% an and one it's a continuation and one we're shooting a free throw to try to tie the game um but yeah, like all the NBA players were tweeting like, oh, and one, and one. But I was like, but call it differently. No, yeah, there's for, no continuation in college. Yeah. By the rule, take it up with the rule book. Don't take it up with the official. The official didn't make a bad call. That's how you call – that's how you make that call. There's mm-hmm. no continuation, unfortunately. So it, I kind of – I we wanted North Carolina w- to win, but I really would have loved to see a tie ball game 10 seconds left and Carolina's coming down. This is what we said – or you said. I keep saying we. This yeah. is what you said – we had been saying all tournament, where are the buzzer beaters? And you said th- this felt like our best chance to get one. And the whole time, that's what I kept saying, tit for tat. They hit, we hit back, and then it's a close game right to the end. But Mark Williams can't hit them, can't hit his damn free throws. 
Yeah, and even Keo's missed one. He did, yeah. So um, they have but Caleb Love throws. missed one, too, to give him a chance. Yeah, they did. And that's what led to the Keel's layup that was called on the floor. But then Caleb Love went back to the line and knocked him down. So um, an incredible game, though. It really was. R.J. Davis played out of his mind. Caleb Love played out of his mind. Man, it got hot in the second half. Baycott had over fucking 20 rebounds. That was incredible. Yeah, and then he fouled out. He like, did foul out. He meant two, and a, two minutes After something. he rolled his ankle, too. So that's something that we got to take into account uh, for Monday. But, yeah, so Nick and I were on Carolina plus four. I was on Duke, um, North Carolina, over 151. Unfortunately for Justin, you were on the opposite of both. Um, so I went three and two. Nick went two and oh. Justin went uh, one and three. But you could afford to drop a couple because you're, you're well in the lead currently. Um you needed a 2-0. and You needed that. <laughs> yeah. You came into this tournament, I think, in the lead. Well, not between maybe us three. percentage-wise, I was barely in the lead, but uh, it was really close. But, yeah. I, um, well, coming into the tournament, you might have been the only one in the green. I think Justin was in the green. It was close. I know you, you, yeah. you kept kind of flirting with it. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, yeah, so day one. This is – okay, no, I take that back. Okay, so day one – Conference tournaments must have kind of hurt you a little bit. Day one, I was skull and crossbones and out. Uh, you were 75, 74, and 4. You were 101, 97, and 5. And then where we currently stand is uh, I'm out. And then you're now 93, 97, and 4. And you are now 119, 114, and 8. So the 1 and 3 hurt, but yeah, still positive. Um, but yeah, I mean, you were, well, I lost nine straight at yeah. one point in this tournament. Yeah. Which isn't good. Definitely not good. Um, but yeah, you, yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a rough, a rough tournament for you. Um, I don't know what I'm currently at, but I would assume it's kind of around, I, I was 18 and 15, I think after the first round. And then mm-hmm. had a bad day, but then had a good day. I'm probably around 50%. Um, but, yeah, all right, so the stage is set. And that's what Ryan was asking me. He's like, is it always raised like that? I was like, yeah, they always do that for, like, the championship and Final Four. And um, he's like, is that not dangerous? I'm like, shut the fuck up, nerd. <laughs> I was like, it looks fucking awesome. I love the way that they elevate the stage like that. I, it's just the way it plays on the eyes. like, Because mm. I remember, like, it stood out to me most with the Villanova, like the Marcus Page, Chris Jenkins game, when he hit that like circus three at the end where he like jumps and like throws it up. Um, I don't know why. It just the way it looks is it's like such a small difference. They're like three feet off the ground off the ground level, but it just looks so much cooler. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause it's like the camera angle, the way it gives it to you is just better. I don't know. It's crazy. Uh but yeah, all right. You got the number eight. Seed North Carolina Tar Heels taking on the number one seed Kansas Jayhawks. We felt like that bottom right, right quadrant was the weakest one. We said that going in. Um, it felt like Kansas had the easiest run of any of the one seeds, and they proved that to be true. They are now in the championship game after beating Nova. Not very many people, if any, saw Carolina getting to this point, but the line currently sits at Kansas as four-point favorites, and the total is 152. What are we thinking? Got to take into account that Baycott rolled his ankle. You would definitely assume that he's going to be dealing with some swelling there, and it's a quick turnaround. 
Uh, money line odds, you've got North Carolina plus 170, Kansas minus 200. Duke was 190. This is really tough because it's like Kansas is the most complete team, it seems. Uh, I mean, they're in the championship, but they're also playing the best basketball on both ends of the floor. So, like, North Carolina didn't really play that good at defense. So, Bancaro was getting his pretty much whenever he wanted when he had Manic on him, although I will give Manic credit. There were a few possessions, even back-to-back, where he got pretty big blocks. Um, but when you think about what Kansas was able to do defensively and the fact that they can, that if they shoot, if they shoot the ball like they did on Saturday last night on Monday, then they're going to run away with this because their defense is too good. So North Carolina is going to have to show up on the defensive end if they're going to have a chance. Yeah. They have to make a lot of tough shots too. So And the, um, being in the Superdome and that setting on it didn't fucking matter. They were wet. <laughs> yeah. Both sides were fucking launching threes. Um, Ah, this is tough. Who who who's got a side? Um, what's the over under at one fifty two? That's kind of high. That's higher than what it was for That's Duke high. and North Carolina. I can't get an over under right to save my life either. Oh no, point totals have been screwing us all. Yeah, it's been the biggest demise. Um, we would be doing so much better if we could get on the right side of point totals. Yeah, because honestly, like spread wise, we've been doing solid. So. We just keep getting screwed. Um, 152.5. Yeah, I see 152 right here. Um, I think I'm leaning Kansas. I think I am too, but it's like I want to take Carolina. Yeah, part of me. Um, like as a fan, and, and you don't bet as a fan. I know that. That's not what I'm saying. But as a fan, it's like I want to see North Carolina win. And don't think that North Carolina can't win. If R.J. Davis and Caleb Love are playing like that, dude, I mean, it's... Yeah. And that's what's so tough. It's like, how good is Kansas's defense? This is why it's the fucking hardest thing in the world to do this because, like, there, I, I see no surefire bet in this one. I feel don't I don't feel, like, 100% confident about one. National yeah. Championship for college football, Georgia was the fucking bet, biggest bet I've ever placed. Felt fantastic about it. But Not, it came close there where there was, like... Because I mentioned it when we recap the national championship it was like georgia was minus three Mm -hmm. and there was a point in that game where it looked like the only way for them to win was like to win by two i think they might have been down one so it was like well yes that's and bennett was playing like shit but i called you felt like georgia was gonna kick a field goal to win yes yes so i feel like that that might happen in this game where it's like the four and a half i think kansas will win but the four and a half might be too many kind of like i felt last night Against North Carolina with Duke. I thought Duke was going to win, but I thought that four was too many. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Hmm. Then again. But Kansas has shown that ability to just smother teams. And then, like, we saw it against um, Miami. Like, they make their second half adjustments and make some defensive changes. Their perimeter defense against Miami was ridiculous. So, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm going to go. Under 152.5 as the lock. And then I'm going to take Kansas as well. That's what I'm leaning towards. If I'm taking Kansas, I'm definitely taking the under. So, it's like... But I just think that both of these teams... I think North Carolina's defense is a bit underrated other than... Ben Carroll was really able to get his on on the inside. And it's kind of like you'll you'll live with that. You don't want the threes. 
because they were hitting threes. Uh, Carolina was. So it's like, you'll relinquish the two, I guess. And they were making him work for it. They're kind of putting Manic on an island. Yeah. But there was he came up with some big stops down there. But, yeah, no, I would agree. There was stretches there where they locked in. And um, R.J. Davis was flying through, like, uh, if Bancaro or somebody was looking the other way, he's coming from behind him, getting a steal. Like, they they were playing good defense when it came down to it. Um, they just It was just such a fast-paced game, dude. There was one stretch. Because I, I keep track of how many points per minute i don't know why but i'm like i'm like if i can get six points every minute like i'm feeling good there was one point they got 10 points in a minute i was like fuck yeah like well there was that one run where carolina like scored oh they flipped the it was like a minute and it was bam like they They, scored nine points no yeah they went on an 11-0 run yeah they were down they were down what seven and then they're up four it was like what the hell that was so fast that was caleb love he was because he was the one hyped up after because he was like the catalyst on that run. Yeah, no, that was extremely impressive. Um, and I like though that it doesn't scream a one side. So it, there's like yeah. parity to the game. Like you don't know, you don't know who it's really going to be. Um, but yeah, no, my head says same thing. Kansas with the points because you got to think too, dude. How how is Baycott's ankle feeling? Is it fine? Probably, but if it's a little hurt, it's like McCormick looked like a stud. I understand that I understand that Villanova's undersized. I've been saying it. Eric Dixon is a good player, but he's not he's not able to hang with David McCormick. So um which I'm gonna pull up how many did McCormick have? It had to be like nearly twenty, if not more. Yeah, he, he might have scored Christ. more than Abaji. He had he did. Yeah. He was the leading scorer. Ten of twelve from the field, twenty five points, nine rebounds. Then you had Abaji, who's their best player. Six of eight from the field, six of seven from the three point line. Jeez. Twenty one points. And then you had um Wilson, who not That's super efficient from the field, but gave you double digits. Talk about talk about your brawn. Your brawn bet. Oh yeah, I bet uh Braun under eleven and a half points. Well, he had zero at halftime. He comes out in the second half, he gets a layup, he has two. Then he had two like with ten minutes to go in the second yeah. half. Yeah, so you're still feeling good. So I'm like, as long as no funny business happens, this is gonna win. And then it's like the shot clock's expiring. It's at the end of the shot clock. He's ten feet behind the three point line and launches it up at the end of the shot clock. Nothing but net. Oh yeah, it was a pure. This is the shot. fucking guy that pump fakes every open three. Seventy yeah. percent of the open threes, he's. He has the ball, he pump fakes it and drives and then yeah. passes it. At, he pump fakes so much at this point, I don't even feel like he's pump faking. I think he just has to do that to gather his feet yeah. to, to be able to shoot. <laughs> well, um, it, so there he had he had five, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, and then um, he must have scored another two. Yeah, he got or, another layup and he had seven. No, no, no. I think he had seven and then he hit that three. Yeah, he had and seven. And that put him to ten. And then, yeah, he had ten points and then the – Girl and the guy are talking towards the left on the other yeah. side of the stairs. The game's over at this point. That's when that fucking devil bitch and her boyfriend are shit talking all the Kansas fans, but really they're just getting like they're getting shit on by this whole group of fans. Well, we're looking over there because like we're like, are they about to fight? Like it looked like she was going to do something stupid. Yeah, there was like less he's than telling a minute them, left in the game. He's telling them, "Come over here, I'll fuck you up." Like so, we're like, okay, like good. Pick somebody else. Go fucking <laughs> go ruin somebody else's night. Um, and before that, I was thinking, like, okay, there's less than a minute left. Um, Kansas is up 13. They shouldn't be fouling. Well, somehow I fucking look back after watch, making sure that they weren't about to fight. 
I look back to the court and Braun's at the I hear free the throw PA, line. I hear the PA announcer when I'm looking. They're like, Christian Brown to the line for a one and one. And he's like, what? <laughs> so he yes. has 10 points. He freaking, he missed the first one, hit the front of the rim. Yep. I was freaking celebrating. Front end of the one and one. He misses it and then that's it. So 11 and a half point. Nick bets the, bets the under. Everybody else is scoring in fucking droves, but Brown finishes with 10 points. So... If he could hit his free throws, though, there's somebody out there that had the over. And oh, they're yeah. like, come on, come on, <laughs> dude. It's all, that's what you always got to think about. I love that. Like when you win a close one, somebody just got fucked. They yeah. just lost a close one. Um, and he had a couple shots where like they were kind of close, like didn't go in. And then I remember <laughs> we're on Kansas and we're pulling for, um, oh, no, we had the under, but we're on Kansas. So we're pulling for Kansas to score. So he's like, yes. And we're also pulling for Villanova to get fucked because of these idiots in front of us. So he's like, yes, yes. They swing it to Braun. He's like, no, miss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one guy. He was the, all, was the only guy on Kansas I was hoping would miss. <laughs> but um, all right. So, Justin, which side are you thinking then of the national championship? I'm, I'm on Kansas. Uh, I like that. I don't like, but um, that Remy Martin had a bad game last game. I mean, yeah. he's not going to give you two bad games in a row. Yeah, the, the main thing with that was, this is what we were talking about while we were there, Remy Martin's best when Kansas is struggling offensively, and then they just give him the ball and say, go get it. The fact that everybody else was doing so well, Abaji couldn't miss, McCormick was incredibly efficient down low, so you could dump it down to him and get you whatever you want. They didn't have to force things through Remy Martin. So if, like, that was kind of the issue on why he didn't have a great game, I guess. I don't even know how many shot attempts he had. It wasn't a ton. He didn't shoot it a bunch, but like a lot of them toward the end were uh, in the shot clock situations and stuff like that. Yeah, it was. He played 21 minutes. He substantially played the most out of any of their bench players. Uh, he was one of five from the field for three points. He hit one three-pointer. But yeah, no, a lot of that is like they swing it to him, and then he makes a move and pulls a contested mid-range jump shot. So, um, But that was the thing. They didn't need him. They didn't say, okay, the offense wasn't going stagnant. We need a bucket. I mean, they scored 81 points as a team, and they shot 53% from the field, 54% from the three-point line. So that's incredible. I mean, he wasn't really called on to go be the uh, ISO player and go get you a bucket. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to take Kansas as well. I'm going to take the under. But good Lord, dude. If you bet in North Carolina, you're on the fun, the more fun side of things, at least going into the game. Yeah. North, people like an underdog. People want to bet on the team that's not supposed to be here. Uh, I mean, it's North Carolina. It's one of the blue blood schools, obviously. Like, Michael Jordan went there. I'm hoping Michael Jordan's in the Dome on Monday. I don't know if he will be. Uh, we'll see. But, yeah, I don't know. I want to bet North Carolina, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I think that's the key. The most interesting matchup will be down low between Baycott and McCormick. But yeah. I think where like Kansas has the advantage is their the way their guards play defense. A hundred percent. That's the thing that about be able to, That's the thing about Brown, dude. He's so good defensively. Like, yeah. He's very underappreciated defensively on the on the wing. He's so good at cutting you off from where you're trying to get to and making you go the other way and just throwing off everything you're trying to do. Um, but then what's his name? Um. The point guard. Harris. Is very yeah, good defensively, long. especially for his size. Right. Good God. He is fucking really good defensively. And Abaji, same thing. One Probably one of the best two-way players in college basketball, but has the prototypical size to absolutely lock you up on the wing. So mm -hmm. they have so many different guys. 
Wilson's good defensively. McCormick protects the paint. They got Lightfoot who comes in, can give you minutes down low, can also play solid defense, fundamentally sound. I feel like they can go kind of deeper into their bench than North Carolina yeah, can. Yeah, I feel the same. So they have more security because especially if Baycott is hurt and then he will get in foul trouble. We saw it. He fouled out with five minutes to go. So, yeah, I don't know. I, Kansas is the safer bet. I think and if you're going to take Kansas, you got to take the under. Just like last night I said, if you're going to take North Carolina, you got to take the over. So if you're expecting North Carolina to be in, you're expecting them to hit shots. I don't think they're going to lock in defensively and be able to smother this Kansas team. If North Carolina's going to win, they're going to have to kind of turn it into a track meet, and you're going to need another heroic effort from R.J. Davis, which that Harris and R.J. Davis matchup is going to be really nice. It's going to be tough for tough for R.J. Davis to get his against Harris. So, I don't know. I'm extremely excited. It's going to be a great game. It would have been nice to see Duke there, but there was more money to be made if Duke lost, at least on this side of the table. So, um, yeah, so are you, we're all on the same thing then. Yep. Kansas with the points and the under. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna lock it in now. Um, but all right. So that is our picks for the national championship. It's pretty much a consensus agreement throughout, um, all of the like analysts and all of that. Pretty much everybody's like every, every sporting event should just be held in new Orleans. Everybody loves new Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. So, That'll do it. Episode 112. After this, uh, fuck, I don't know when we'll be back, to be honest. we're Like I said, we're approaching the dark days. Baseball's about to start, so that's depressing. But I'd be lying if I said I'm not going to bet it. Um, hot, a, go ahead. There's a decent UFC card next week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is that um that's April 9th? Um, yeah. Is that the there's one in, a few good fights. Is that the one in Brazil? Um, It might be. Um. Yeah. No. There is a decent card. I'm drawing a blank on. I think who's Peter Yan's fighting Aljamain Sterling. Oh yeah. The rematch. Yes. Crown um, Zombie. Let me see who else is fighting. Yeah, Korean Zombies fighting Volkanovski. I think. Yeah, he is. All right. So I'm substantially increasing my unit, uh, for, which is dumb because I don't feel great about this game. Like I don't this is like I said, these are not locks. Um I'm in the hole a little bit. And I am uh gotta get out. Trying to get out of it. If I don't get out of it, I'm in the hole double what I was right now, and then I'm gonna be very disappointed. But yeah, so I don't know when we'll be back. Uh you got the uh NFL draft. We'll be back at some point this month. NFL draft is later this month. There's a UFC fight card. Uh but it's definitely gonna start slowing down here sooner rather than later. Um the Masters is coming up. So we have some shit that we'll be back uh, in the studio for. But like I said, the, the dark days are coming where we really just uh, grind it out till football season comes back and see what happens. Yeah, it's it's Volkanovski and the Korean Zombie title fight for featherweight. Aljamain Sterling, Peter Yan title fight for bantamweight. And then Gilbert Burns fights Kazmat. Oh, that's right, uh, Chimaev. Chimaev. That is right. That's going to be a stacked card. Shit. The interesting thing is, is that Chimaev's a heavy, heavy big, favorite. Yeah, and um, Jan like, should be a heavy favorite in my opinion. But yes, he was slaughtering Sterling in the first fight. And I mean, these the fights are they're super significant. No, yeah, hundred percent. Um, Chimaev, I want to say is like a minus six hundred favorite. And yeah. I and I like Gilbert Burns. Gilbert yeah, Burns he's minus five hundred. Gilbert Burns plus three eighty. 
Gilbert, see, that's how good they clearly... Tremayev hasn't really fought anybody worth a shit. This is the first dude. And that's how good they feel like that's Yeah, this a lot of is. people are thinking that he's going to be the one to de- dethrone Usman. Usman. Yeah. And then he's talking about going to 185 to fight... Um, I mean, if he... Israel out of sign. Yeah, if, if he beats... Um, if he beats Burns, he's fighting Usman next. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. But Gilbert Burns is fucking incredible on the ground. So... This is going to be a good matchup. Chemeyev is like cut from that Habib cloth and just mauls you on the ground, smothers you, nothing you can do. Yeah, and his striking is really good too. Yeah, it so. is. But yeah, but I know like Darren Till went to Chemeyev to help with uh, help with his ground game and all yeah. of that because he feels like his striking's good, but every time he goes to the ground, he gets fucked up. Um, But yeah, I mean, Gilbert Burns is no fucking slouch, dude. He, he rocked Usman in that first round. Had him hurt, and, oh, then, yeah. and then Usman turned it on. And he Usman responded um, like a champion and, and put it on Burns there towards the end. But, I mean. I think the size is. Chimeyev hadn't really He's such anybody. a huge favorite because of the size. He's yeah. going to be so much bigger than him. No, yeah, he definitely is. But, I mean, Burns is still a black belt, like a fucking yeah. probably third degree black belt. So, um. So, yeah, maybe, uh, who knows, maybe we'll be back in here for that. Um, could talk Masters, golf, all of that. We'll see what happens, but it's disappointing. Dark days are coming. I don't know. I don't want to see any USFL football, if I'm, yeah. if I'm being honest. But, um, all right, y'all have anything to say before we go? Adios, my friends. Goodbye. Episode 112 in the books, Big Easy Bets. Go follow the Twitter and the Instagram page, at Big Easy Bets, and uh, let's try to make some money. And the last big game until football. Y'all have going. Who that?